Welcome to Womb Space. I'm your host, Lindsay Sarah. I'm a womb healing guide and a fertility awareness method educator. I guide wild souls like you to connect to your womb, feel free in your body, and develop unshakable trust in your intuition. Here we explore what's held in your womb space, the magic of the menstrual cycle, avoiding pregnancy naturally, conscious conception, and your innate connection to the moon, the earth, and to your ancestors. Womb space weaves science and spirituality so that you feel clear and confident caring for your womb. So let's dive in. In this episode, I'm going to share my journey with you of weaving witchcraft and Judaism. This is still very much an ongoing process for me. There's always so much to learn. And while I wouldn't say I'm at the very beginning, I still feel like there's ways to go infinitely deeper. So I'm going to share with you like what I have explored so far and where I'm at now. But I'm sure there will be like a part two, part three, et cetera, et cetera, to this journey that I can share in future episodes. So before we dive in, I just want to clarify my definition of what a witch is. And I define this in a lot more detail in episode three on this podcast called What Does It Mean to Be a Witch? But I want to give a bit of a summary here as well. So to me, a witch is someone who is here to heal themselves, others, and the earth through their connection with nature. And there are really two aspects of witchcraft that I feel connected to. So there's witchcraft as spirituality, which is about worshiping and honoring the moon, the earth, perhaps goddesses or gods, depending on what you're practicing. But if you go back in history to the witch-burning times, the people who were burned as witches back then were healers, midwives, herbalists, um, mainly people who had healing roles in the community. They were referred to as wise women in their communities because they had so much wisdom, of course, and they were really able to help people in their communities like through their connection to their intuition, to the energy around them, and to nature. But the patriarchy labeled them as witches. So what happened here is that at this time, the male doctors and the church were very intertwined. So when the doctors felt a sense of competition toward the wise women, because the wise women are really good at what they do, right? So they are getting clients. Um, basically, the doctors teamed up with the church and they decided to vilify these wise women and to burn them to get rid of their competition. Oh, every time I think about that, I just, oh, it just angers me so much just thinking about this essentially like massacre of talented women healers so if you feel that anger too i'm with you 
It's totally a natural feeling. Just taking a breath to be with yourself. So being a witch to me is about connecting to the earth as a form of spirituality but also it's about honoring and embodying the witch as a healer because i know that if i was doing the work i'm doing now back in the you know witch burning times i would have been burned as a witch for this work so it's really important to me to be able to honor this work that i'm doing and to share it with the world as a reclamation of being a witch now about four years ago when i discovered that i'm a witch it was really the first time that i felt truly connected with my spirituality and truly grounded in my spirituality this was a feeling that i had been craving for a long time i knew i was spiritual but i was raised jewish and i didn't feel connected to judaism my immediate like nuclear family wasn't at all religious so i just didn't feel any kind of connection to judaism I didn't really know much about the stories or the holidays. I wasn't really that interested in them. We did do them as, um, like we had dinners for them and stuff, but that's about it. Like I still felt very disconnected. So when I started to realize that I was a very spiritual person, I was like really craving this sense of connection to something deeper than myself and when i discovered witchcraft i found that in witchcraft so it was it was such a powerful feeling for me it was like you know it's it's here like what i have been wanting and craving is here and it felt so good but when i felt this connection i at first completely rejected judaism because i was like wow i feel connected to witchcraft not judaism and i didn't even call myself jewish anymore like i would tell people um i'm not jewish i'm a witch and i was very like adamant about that i felt more connected to witchcraft because it was more tangible for me I always felt so connected to the earth and I could literally feel and see the the different phases of the moon and the changes of the seasons. I could feel my own energy. I could feel the power of tapping into my intuition and creating magic in my life. And witchcraft also felt very womb and women-centric, whereas in some ways... Judaism can be quite misogynistic. So turning to witchcraft for me was very much a reclamation and it was a pathway for me to connect with my very ancient ancestors because I definitely felt more of a connection to the ancient ancestors who were really living in sync with and in tune with the rhythms of the earth. But it came to a point where I realized I was disconnected from my more immediate ancestors. And 
I felt this call to connect to them as well because yes, I can connect to my ancient ancestors, but there was a whole uh, like period in my ancestry that I was just disconnected from that I wanted to feel some kind of connection to. Now, just to talk about my more immediate ancestors and like, so you know where they're from and um, the, the background of it. My more immediate ancestors, and when I say more immediate, I'm talking about like 1800s, 1900s ish. I got a hold of a family tree recently, so I was able to really see where everyone is from. Um, and basically, I have ancestry all over Eastern Europe, um, including Romania, Hungary, Austria, Slovakia, Lithuania, Poland etc. Like <laughs> if <laughs> all the Eastern European countries and my family on my mom's side is Jewish. And this is, you know, this is where they were from, from Eastern Europe. And they were deeply impacted by the Holocaust. My grandparents were Holocaust survivors. And when I got a hold of the family tree, I was actually really able to see the intense impact that the Holocaust had on my family and it was it was far-reaching impact. There were 20 family members on this family tree who were killed during the Holocaust in various concentration camps and when I saw that and and I counted 20 names it just broke my heart. It was it was a, a massacre of my family. My family was so deeply impacted. And, you know, even to think about the survivors as well who had been through concentration camps or who were in hiding and how many family members they lost. And there's just so much trauma there. But there's also so much resilience as well. And when I found out that 20 of my ancestors had died in the Holocaust, I actually, this is really a moment, like a true moment of weaving Judaism and witchcraft together. So there's a holiday called Samhain, which I celebrate as a witch. It is at the end of October, beginning of November. So like October 31st, November 1st in the Northern Hemisphere. And on this holiday, the veil is thin between the our world and the spirit world. And so this is a time where you can really communicate with your ancestors and honor your ancestors. So on Samhain last year, I, I actually did a ritual to honor the 20 ancestors who had passed in the holocaust and what i did was i created an altar like an ancestral altar i lit a candle and i read off the 20 names and really just sat with their energy and what also really stuck with me in this ritual is that not all of the family members who died were elders 
I before this, um, I had really imagined all of my ancestors as elders, but in the Holocaust, you know, children died in concentration camps, teens died, people in their twenties died. It was it was people of all ages, and so it was in this ritual where I began to really understand that my ancestors weren't only elders. I had ancestors who were my age, who were as young as six years old. And I could connect to the energy of all of these different ages when I connect with my ancestors. So yeah, this was, uh, this is a, a really concrete and powerful example of how I was able to weave witchcraft and Judaism together on Samhain to honor my ancestors because a big part of weaving Judaism and witchcraft for me is about connecting to my ancestors. And so in my journey of you know, really reconnecting to my more recent ancestors and getting a deeper understanding of Judaism, I decided to watch these videos that we have um, of my grandparents. My grandparents were interviewed about their experience in the Holocaust. And so I decided to watch these tapes. I, I believe I watched them when I was uh, younger when I was much much younger but I didn't remember much at all about them so uh, to be honest I didn't even remember watching them even though I was told that I, I saw them so I decided I'm gonna you know watch them at a time where I can really remember and really tune in and and connect to what I'm watching and what I'm hearing so within these videos my grandmother she passed away about 10 years ago but I feel very connected to her spirit still. And in her video, she shared how important it was to her for me to be Jewish, for me to be raised Jewish. And I figured, you know what, if my family was persecuted for being Jewish and my grandparents are still practicing Judaism, there must be something there that I can connect with. So I set out to really find my own way of connecting to Judaism, even if it didn't look like what I think Judaism, what I used to think it looks like, you know, of like uh, the, the, more like stereotypical uh, view of it of like going to temple doing the holidays things like that um I don't feel called to go to temple I'm still trying to understand the holidays and the stories but you know I I really wanted to find my own way of connecting to Judaism if not in a religious way in a more spiritual way and connecting to the culture so what really kept me going is that I figured, I was like, I know that at some point throughout my lineage, my ancestors were connected to the earth. 
and it might not be as far back as I think. And I know that there must have been Jewish healers, herbalists, and midwives somewhere along the line in my lineage. So I set out to research and to try to find everything I could. I first wanted to see if I could find information about witchcraft in Eastern Europe, particularly in the countries that my family is from. So Romania, Hungary, Austria, Slovakia, Lithuania, Poland, etc. But it was so hard to find these resources. And like, I'm still on a journey to find them, to figure out where they are. And I've just been like, why is this so hard? Oh my gosh, it is so hard. Um, There's so many resources out there from Western European countries like Ireland, Scotland, England. And I'm just like, why is it so hard to find resources, like written resources from Eastern European countries? And I started to to think about it and I'm like, you know, it's it's probably because of World War II and how deeply Eastern Europe was impacted by World War II, especially the Jewish communities. So then I figured, you know, if I can't find written resources, I'm going to talk to my grandpa. So um, I sat down with him and I didn't straight up ask him like, hey, grandpa, do we have witches in our family? <laughs> but I did ask about like family herbal remedies. So I was like, you know, what happened when people got sick? Like, was there any herbal remedies? Did you drink any teas? Um, you know, what, were there any midwives in the family? Were there any herbalists in the family? And I didn't get much information, but it was worth a try. Um, I have a feeling that you know, the, the herbal remedies were still even before him, but, uh, you know, he said no midwives, no herbalists that he knew. Um, and when they were sick, they took aspirin. So (laughs) there goes my theory about maybe they're using herbs. Um, what I did get from him though, is that, uh, they didn't have coffee at the time. So, because like this is, you know, earlier 1900s. And so at that time, there wasn't like mass global shipping, right? And like Eastern Europe doesn't grow coffee. That's more in like tropical areas like Africa, Central America, places like that. So they didn't have coffee. So in the morning, he said that they drank chicory. So, I still have to try chicory. I haven't yet, but that really stuck with me. And I'm like, okay, chicory, like that's what I got to try to connect with the morning routines of my ancestors. So really like weaving witchcraft and Judaism together has been about this journey of connecting to my ancestors and, and trying to unearth their healing practices and their connection to the earth. So 
Of course, you know, when you're on a journey, I feel like things just come to you sometimes. So when you're least expecting it. So I was staying at an Airbnb and, you know, I'm trying to dive into the history of healers and herbalists in my lineage. And at this Airbnb, there was a book on the shelf called Ashkenazi Herbalism. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I have to read this. Oh, like this is everything I've been looking for. So, or at least like a good start, right? So I dove in, I started researching and this book was so validating because one of the authors was a professional librarian for many years and they even said that they were shocked at the complete absence of information out there on, you know, Ashkenazi herbalism and Ashkenazi healers. And so I was like, well, I don't feel as, as crazy anymore. Cause like I was searching so hard for information was like, it doesn't exist. Like I just can't find it. And then to know that a librarian could barely find anything either, you know, is very validating for me. So I read in this book that the reason it's so hard to find resources is that they're often only available in European languages like Russian, Polish, um, you know, sometimes Hebrew or Yiddish, but not in English. And in addition to that, the culture of the Eastern European Jews was really destroyed during World War II. So I really started to realize like how much of a privilege it is if you have like written records of ancient practices in in your culture like because I it's just so hard to find that in uh, within Eastern European Judaism. So another thing I found through this book is that the histories and remedies that women healers used were especially hard to find even more so than what you know male healers had used because the women usually didn't keep any written records. Typically, all of their remedies were passed from woman to woman orally, like through families. And some women didn't even pass their secret remedies or spells to family members because they felt like they'd be giving up their power if they did that and they felt like they'd become weaker. So it's even like harder to find the histories of women like Jewish women healers but from the information in this book you know there were three types of Jewish women healers who were talked about these are midwives herbalists and wailing women and you know I've learned a lot about the history of midwives and herbalists throughout other parts of Europe but this was the first time that I had heard of wailing women. Um, wailing women, it's not like, you know, I'm going on a boat and going wailing. It's like wailing as in grieving or lamenting. And so these wailing women would help their communities come to terms with collective grief. So they, they're ceremony leaders and they help people move through the 
deepest, darkest shadows toward healing. They also help people connect with their ancestors. And once I read about the Wailing Women, I was like, yes, wow, like this is what I feel so connected to. Because I would always imagine myself and I'd be like, could I ever picture myself as a midwife or an herbalist? Like I really want to reclaim those traditions, but I, I just couldn't quite imagine it. But then when I heard about the wailing women, I was like, yes, yes. Like this is what I can imagine myself doing and like bringing forth into the world. And, and it's what I feel like I'm already am doing as well. And so, um, this is what I feel really connected to because I've done so much work to connect with my own ancestors. And now I want to help you and other people connect to your ancestors as well and to really unearth the power that you hold to heal yourself and the power of healing that has been passed down through generations of your family, even if it has been lost, knowing that it was there at some point and that you can reclaim that for yourself and for generations who come after you. And so this is why I created Witch and Womb, which is my new eight-week group program to help you ignite your intuition, to honor your ancestors, and to awaken the witch within. I want to help you be able to go deep within your ancestry and to understand that you are connected to the earth, that you are connected to your womb, that, you know, generations before you use their intuition to guide them and to help them survive. And you have all of this knowledge within you. It's just about unearthing it and remembering it and reclaiming it for yourself. So we start the week of May 23rd. Check out the link in the show notes to get all the information and to apply. And if you are interested in joining, but you have questions, feel free to reach out to me so we can talk about it and see if this program is truly an aligned fit for you. You can send me a DM on Instagram at flow with your flow. And I'm so excited to welcome in everyone who decides to join this absolutely beautiful and powerful new program. Thank you so much for tuning into Womb Space. I'm so grateful to be able to share the magic of the womb with you. If this episode spoke to you, I invite you to share it on your Instagram stories and tag me at flow with your flow. Make sure to also subscribe to the show and I'd be so grateful if you left a review. As you continue on with your day, I encourage you to listen to your womb and body and to honor your energy. 